Welcome back to the Calgary Stampeder Podcast. I'm Dave Rowe. And I'm Jock Wilson. And this week we are just uh, getting nostalgic here. And oh, nostalgic. Jock, you know, Don't like, you love that? Walk down memory lane and, you know, remember that Alliance of American Football and how great oh, that was? That the was just, how long did that last? San Diego Admirals or something. A lot of naval teams in that. I guess. The, the X, the, uh, you know, and, and it's funny because <laughs> the XFL is going to be 2.0. We've heard a yeah. lot about 2.0 because the Canadian Football League has tried the 2.0, which... You know, we can we can save that for another podcast. I, I'm not sure it's really having any traction. However, on that note, uh, you know, the XFL 2.0, is it going to make a difference? Is it going to be any better? Is Vince McMahon just going to blow a bunch of cash? Uh, I, I don't know. I've talked to Jim Barker, uh, who, of course, is a consultant now with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He is convinced that Vince is going to do it right. Well, he, it was is, a, he got sucked in by Vince McMahon once before. That's, that's true. Vince that, McMahon talks a good game. That, he, he does talk a very good game. Yeah. And, but Vince McMahon has a ton of money, and, uh, you know, they... Whether they do it right or not, it's it's interesting. But you wanted to talk about the Alliance League of American yeah. Football because it was a disaster. There's no other way to put it. It was a complete disaster. I mean, uh, you know, like thinking back, when this was first announced, uh, there was a lot of people in the CFL that were, you know, rightfully worried about it. I was it concerned. Because, yeah, I was concerned. There was some, you know, legitimate, uh, you know, name power, Bill Polian being mm-hmm. thrown around with uh, with this thing. And, a uh, TV the way contract? The TV contract, the way their contracts were structured mm-hmm. and uh, competing for players. And you're thinking, okay, maybe this is going to harm the CFL. And anyway, it did, it, it did short term. Yeah, you know, short there, term. There were some players that you know decided to pass yeah. on Canada and, and go to the Alliance yeah. League. Ciante Evans, uh, for one, for exactly. the Calgary Stampeders, and now a Montreal Alouette. But uh, you know, the Alliance again started. Okay, you know there was uh, you know some people were showing up at the games, and they did have, uh, as you say, they did have the the network contract. The football. Did was anybody awful. show up for the games? A few people did. Did they? And it, it dropped off pretty 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 quick. Yeah. But you know the I, football I must have been. was. How many awful. games did you watch? I watched. Uh, I, I watched the first week, and I watched. I, I checked in on about week two yeah. just to see if it was getting any better. And, and and it wasn't. It was I, just I a, a terrible, I, terrible It was product. a novelty for me. I watched yeah. week number one, and I wasn't hooked. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was feeling less concerned about it, and then all of a sudden you're hearing that Tom Dundon from mm-hmm. the Carolina Hurricanes is he's, dropping. He's got, he's got money. Oh, he's got lots of money. And so he dropped, I think, a quarter of a billion dollars worth of commitment into it. And anyway, by the time uh, they reached... They were getting into the latter part of their of their season, and even Tom Dundon goes, "Wow, this thing is screwed up." And he pulled the plug, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. I mean, you know, you had reports of players uh, hearing that this thing was folding at practice. You know, going to the team hotels and finding their stuff, you know, piled out in the lobby. You know, get out of here. That's so, awful. Eh? You know, in the in a long list of failed leagues, USFL, you know, World Football League. Remember that one from the 1970s? Oh, man. That's going way, way back. And it's just, you can't compete with the NFL. And here we have the test of time with the Canadian Football League. Yeah. And and does the Canadian Football League have warts? Yes. You know, are they trying to get a younger demographic? Yes. Are Mm -hmm. we seeing, you know, teams like the Edmonton Eskimos because they got the big stadium putting a $22 ticket out there and and allowing kids under 17 free? I I think that's great. You got the stadium to do it. I think more more and more stadiums should follow suit. Hey, there's a lot of empty seats here at McMahon Stadium. Yeah. Why not create some sort of zone for 10, 15 bucks? Exactly. You know, and and cheap beer, too. I'm for that. Edmonton's (laughs) 
525 <laughs> beer. I'm all about the cheap beer. But again, you know, we look at the, you know, these failed business models as they try to compete and the Canadian Football League warts it all. You know, the Grey mm-hmm. Cup's been uh, celebrated for more than 100 years. The mm-hmm. league as we know it has been around since the 1950s and, uh, you know, continues to survive if uh, if not thrive. Now, we've uh, got a guy in camp right now with the Calgary Stampeders that went through that Alliance of American mm-hmm. Football experience and that's uh, Azim Victor. He is, well, he was a linebacker through college, but the Stampeders are looking to convert him into a defensive tackle. Remember they tried that with a guy named Micah Johnson and that worked <laughs> out uh, pretty well. Uh, Azim Victor is still waiting for his shot at uh, getting in. I but thought I he might get in last week, but he didn't. Yeah, have. it's, uh, you know, but uh, one more injury and uh, he's, he's going to be the next man up. I caught up with Azim Victor at uh, practice, had a chance to talk to him, just what it's like that, uh, that gypsy life, going to the Alliance of American Football and trying to make a go of it as a player on a CFL practice roster because that ain't easy. Azim, uh, first of all, you know, long way from home. How do you end up a member of the Calgary Stampeders? Yeah, so uh, I got drafted to the Raiders last year, and then um, after that I went to the AF, and then that season folded, and so now I'm here. Was that uh, were, were you on a on a neg list or anything, or did you have any contact, or did the team just find film you somewhere? Uh, I think they 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 had film on me already, and then they uh they 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 contacted me also, mm-hmm. and so it was it was a little bit of both. Just got to ask you about that whole AAF experience. I mean, a lot of people up here were real interested, maybe a little bit nervous about you know the AAF as a as a competitor. They say when you were looking for a job. How did that whole process work going to the AAF? Uh, it, it was pretty much the same as, as any football uh, organization. Um, I mean, we had we had a camp and then we had season which fell into it, and we had also our mini camp before then. And so it was pretty much the same process as it would be if you were you know in the NFL or in, in Canada. So um, I mean, the approach was the same. Yeah. When you first when you first got into it, I mean, how how did it seem? Did it seem like it was you know well organized, well financed? You know, they, they like they had an idea what they were doing. Yeah, uh, I mean, they they, they had a, they had a sense of what they wanted to do, and um, I mean, it was it was the first year of them doing it. It was new, so it was some things that weren't you know set in stone. So some things changed, but all in all, it wasn't it wasn't that bad of a of, of a wrecking ball. So it was. Decent. Yeah, I mean, as as a player, just you know, sort of the level of professionalism, the, the level of coaching was was it what you would hope for at something at that at that level? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was the first year, so they were just getting started. Um, they they weren't set on you know keeping it the way that they had it from the from the from the beginning. And um, I mean, I think that I think that uh, it was it was pretty decent. Yeah, starting from it. When did you first start hearing uh, the guys start first start hearing that things weren't right, things weren't going the way they should? Um, I mean, there were talks inside uh, in the league that um, we we didn't have enough money for it, and um, you know the financial issues, and I mean it was things that we couldn't control. So we we were just taking it day by day, seeing what we were here. So you know, they didn't really tell us much. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it was hard. Like, you know, guys are out of the practice field. Guys are showing up at hotels, finding it, uh, you know, that it that it went wrong. Yeah. In you know, in the end, I mean, does that leave a bad taste in your mouth the way it all rolled out? Um, I mean, it's a good learning experience for me, uh, especially being a young player uh, going into a different league. Um, I think it's just a good experience for me. I don't, I don't think that it was a bad experience. I think it was a good experience. What did you know about the CFL before you came up here? Uh. Not not much. I had a I had a I had a friend of mine, Shaq, uh, who played here, 
Um, so he, he told me a little bit once I knew I was coming up. Shaq so, Richardson? Yeah, yeah, Shaq Richardson. So uh, he told me a little bit about the program. And um, he said it was like the Patriots of the of, of the CFL. And so, you know, I thought this was going to be the best fit for me. You know, why not go to the best team in the CFL? You come up and, you know, you have to start out uh, on the practice roster. I mean, it, it's, it's tough, man. I know no one's going to get rich on the yeah. CFL practice roster. How are you adjusting to life as, you know, in, in that group? Uh, just, just just living a simple life. Uh, just going home, you know, not doing as much, um, just studying as much as I can and being here as much as I can, you know, just standing in the facility and standing in these coaches' face so I can play. And, you know, do the guys all you know, just sort of work together, just understand the situation that, that the PR guys are in and, and just, you know, look out for you? Oh, uh, yeah, they, they definitely do. This team does a good job of uh, taking in new guys under the wing, especially us being – um, new to new to this country and um, not knowing our way around, they do a good job of showing us showing us a good way and helping us out too. And how's the uh, how's the adaption been? I mean, just to as you say, this is there's a, there's a Stampeder way that's that's preached to players, and also the fact you're you're learning how to live in a, in a whole new country. How's the yeah. adjustment been? Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I, I think it's awesome. Um, I mean, especially in here, uh, most of the coaches are, are good friends with uh, my head coach at University of Washington. And, um, I mean, the, the rain and all that kind of reminds me of Seattle, too. So uh, I get that kind of feel here that, you know, you, as long as you do what you're supposed to do and keep doing the right things, you, you won't have any issues. And, I mean, there have been some injuries on the line. Uh, you know, it's like that the line keeps on moving here. Are you just uh, confident that if you keep doing the right things, uh, your shot will come? Yeah, man, it's just keeping a, keeping a, keeping a mindset of uh, next man up and just being prepared when my name gets called. Azeem Victor waiting for his shot. I think he's going to get a shot. Uh, this the way things have been going this year. Chances are your number oh. is uh, is going to get called. Hey, just one last thing. Uh, you know, looking back at the alliance, uh, mm-hmm. I saw this week, Jocko. Uh, they auctioned off all of their uniforms and helmets and pads, and I think they got something like four hundred grand for it. So, Twenty bucks. Yeah. So you know, someone someone had something to show nostalgia. For, yeah, the memory of the Alliance of American Football. I think they, so, got, I think they actually got more yeah. with the the women's hockey league because uh, you know the Canadian women's hockey. <laughs> Like they, exactly. they, they sold all their trophies. They sold all. The, I think they made more than than the Alliance League of American Football. Yeah. There you go. And hey, you were pounded on CFL 2.0 yes. uh, before the interview. But I wanted to point out to you, Mr. Wilson, okay. the NFL, uh, their international scouting combine mm-hmm. is going into Germany for the first time. Now, where did the CFL oh, copycats, go? Copycats, copycats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Again, it's an innovative idea, and if it brings anything extra into the yeah. CFL, I'm all for it. And, now, and, 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 Well, let, let me just clarify, because okay. I, I shouldn't poo-poo it you know, right off the top, because it's it's not going to happen overnight. It's mm. not bringing any revenue really into the league right now. And and I feel bad for the global players, because how much have they actually played? Like zero? You know, you, you see guys sit there on the... You know, and how would you feel if you're a player? You're taking up a roster spot, and you're really not good enough to be on the roster. I, I, I'm not sure that makes the player feel good. It doesn't make Germany feel good, or it doesn't make Europe feel good. It doesn't make Mexico feel good. So that's, that's I guess, the biggest issue I have with it. Well, that's you, another podcast. We'll talk to the Stampeders uh, World yeah, Guide, see what's going on. Good, very, very good point. Very okay. good point, because that's, yeah, you're right. Because do you think that's great? You're taking up a roster spot, you're not playing, well, and you're sitting here going, really, hmm. because remember, they added, they added a dress spot to the game roster. You go from dressing 44 to dressing 45. And again, if you're, if, if you see these opportunities out there and you're a world player, maybe you're going to aspire. You know, maybe you can, you know, they're, they're probably going to have to change the designation 
and uh, just the way the designation works. So, you know, a guy can, uh, well, let's say like a Renee Paredes, you know, mm-hmm. who who goes through a U Sports uh, campaign would be classified as a world player in, mm-hmm. instead of a instead of a and, national and maybe player. more and more of these guys will go the NCAA route or the U Sports route and mm-hmm. and actually get to know the Canadian game a little bit better. And yeah. then so when you come to Canada or you come to the NFL, you have a you have a chance. Like you know, look at the kicker for the BC Lions, Sergio Castillo. Why can't he be a global player? You know, yeah. he is. You know, he he is a European. Yeah. Yet Boris Beatty. Yeah, the, he went Montreal. he went through the uh, you know the NCAA route. So yeah. uh, that that's I think you know market that because that's probably better. It's the early days of a program. Uh, mm-hmm. I personally think that Randy Ambrosi is onto something here, and CFL 2.0 is something that has more legs in the Alliance of American Football, <laughs> and uh, you, you know, and, and the XFL. Honestly, to me. The less said about that, the better, because, you know, no matter how they try to roll this thing mm-hmm. out, you know, first of all, you know, McMahon is saying, oh, well, we're only going to have, you know, pure people with no criminal records. And then, he, well, I'd sign Johnny Manziel. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. you know, and again, well, it's, it's a tainted brand. Anyone with any memories of uh, of He Hate Me and the wrestling absurdity that was XFL one, I just like that brand is it's dead on arrival. Well, hey, do players date cheerleaders? You bet. Bo Levi Mitchell married a cheerleader, you know, from from his college days. But yep. but you don't have to manufacture this story like the XFL tried to do in in the first go around. And 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 ultimately, I guess time will tell, right? Absolutely, time will certainly tell. If in, I, I guess the biggest thing is. Do Americans really want to watch spring football? And and right now the answer has been a resounding no. No. Time and again. Mm-hmm. Well, we've manufactured another podcast wow. here. So uh, remember to uh, rate us. Take the time out to rate us. So we'd like to know what you think about what's going on. Take the time. Uh, send in some story ideas. Let us know what you want to hear on the Calgary Stampeder podcast, which is available, by the way, wherever you get your podcast. He's Jock Wilson. Yes, I am. And he's Dave Rowe. And that is another edition of the Calgary Stampeder podcast. Thank you.